WOVU 95.9 FM and Jumpstart is celebrating Black History Month, bringing you conversations to connect our history and experiences to the entrepreneurship journey. Jumpstart is an organization of diverse entrepreneurs, investors, and business experts who believe entrepreneurs can transform lives and communities. Let's jump right into it with our friend Ron Stubblefield from Jumpstart. Good day, WOVU audience. It's your host, Ron Stubblefield, here to continue our Advancing Black Entrepreneurship series here. So let's step back and review what we've discussed. First, we had a great conversation talking about the relationship between civil rights and Black entrepreneurship. Then second, we had a wonderful conversation with people from around the country to talk about some best practices on how do we support Black entrepreneurs. So what's today's conversation about? Well, it's nice to know what's going on nationally, but you probably wanna learn what's happening locally to help support you in advancing your dreams. And why do we care about this issue locally? So to get us started, I would like to ask our special guest, County Executive Budish, to say a few words on the subject. Thank you, Ron, appreciate that. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here with you today. Uh, thanks for having me. And I want to start by acknowledging Black History Month, a time to reflect on the accomplishments and struggles of Black people throughout history. This year, it's especially poignant as we've seen right-wing extremism and hate speech reach new heights. The county declared racism as a public health crisis this past summer, as we saw how COVID was harming minorities disproportionately. Our legislation did not only focus on healthcare though. We also acknowledged the need to address structural racism in other areas, including access to good jobs and opportunity. We didn't just start focusing on supporting minority owned business this past summer. From the day I entered the county administration building as county executive, we've prioritized black entrepreneurship. Some of our initiatives include funding ECDI to the tune of about $3 million. ECDI in turn supports small neighborhood businesses and about 50% of the businesses funded by ECDI were owned by African-Americans. We partnered with the Urban League and Morgan Stanley to fund small minority owned businesses in the county. We partnered with the county libraries to open an innovation center in the Garfield Heights branch which gives anyone the ability to meet with experts and to work on high-speed computers, 3D printers, and other high-tech equipment, which are needed to support a business. The population of Garfield Heights, by the way, is about 50% Black. We partnered with the U.S. Small Business Administration to support minority-owned small businesses, and we've done a whole lot more. The COVID crisis has highlighted the challenges faced by minority-owned businesses. In fact, nationally, 44% of the businesses that closed because of COVID were minority owned, while 17% of businesses were owned by whites. That is a stark difference. And it points out that we still have a lot of work to do. When COVID hit and we saw the terrible economic toll it was taking on our local small businesses, we stood up three rounds of small business stabilization grants. These grants went to 1,100 small businesses in our region with almost 60% of them minority owned. We also released funds to help restaurants that have been hard hit. Of the grants awarded to restaurants, 
almost 40% were minority owned. We're not just focusing short term on minority businesses hurt by COVID. We're taking the long view to support minority entrepreneurship now and into the future. For example, we're a major partner in the Capital Access Fund, along with the Urban League, the National Development Council and others. The Capital Access Fund is providing loans to minority small businesses to establish or grow their business. Cuyahoga County has brought the Arc Terrace Investment Fund to the county to assist businesses in low income and minority neighborhoods. We're partnering with the President's Fund and others to make this project successful. We're joining the Urban League, Jumpstart and others to fund the UBiz Competition and Loan Fund, again, to support the growth of black and Hispanic owned small businesses. This is just a sampling of our efforts to support minority entrepreneurship. It's a pleasure to be joining Jumpstart today because Jumpstart is our county's premier organization promoting and supporting entrepreneurship. The county and Jumpstart have a tremendous and longstanding partnership for which I appreciate. I personally believe it's crucial to the success of the county to promote and enhance innovation and entrepreneurship. That is our future. And we need to eliminate barriers that may lock out minorities and women. We're focusing on equity throughout our county activities to enhance opportunities for everyone. So again, thank you, Ron, for having me today. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you so much. And I was often told, show me where someone's time and someone's capital is, and I'll tell you what they're prioritizing. And it's very clear that when it comes to equity and entrepreneurship, executive British, it's a priority. And I thank you for that. And as we talked about those various initiatives that the county's involved in, we have a couple other guests who will really be able to speak more in detail. The first is the Chief Economic Development and Business Development Officer for the county, Mr. Ted Carter, um, who I would like to ask to introduce himself. And then we'll follow up with our partners at the Urban League with Mr. Shana Duxworth, who is the Director of their Small Business Development Center there. Yes, Stubblefield. Good, good afternoon. Pleasure to be with you. Ted Carter, Chief Economic Development and Business Officer for the county. Let me take off my mask here, being socially distanced and appropriate here at the county. I think I, not too much more I can add to what the county exec said. All those programs are developed and initiated out of uh, the Department of Development, which I lead. Um, he really captured very well the investment the county has made with respect to minority businesses since uh, the beginning of his administration. Uh, but let me contextualize it a bit further and really state that the county is really an investor and enabler with our small business partner. It's Jumpstart, uh, the Urban League, which you referenced, ECDI, SBA, Village Capital and others. So since 2018, we have invested collectively about $12 million in capital to uh, small businesses generally, uh, but about 60% of that capital has gone toward minority companies, small minority small businesses. Um, and uh, the partnership is so rich. Uh, we've invested in the role that you uh, introduced at the beginning of the uh, show. And so I would say over the last year, the commitment has always been there, but now we're more focused and intentional. And so the small business grants that um, the county exec referenced during uh, our four stabilization funds 
we intentionally structured those with our partners to make ensure that minority companies benefited. So the 60% attainment that he referenced was the outcome of that intentionality. But one thing we discovered uh, during COVID is that while capital is important, so is technical assistance and connectivity to broadband and other internet resources. And so going forward, that will be a renewed focus of the county working with our partners to make sure that uh, minority businesses in particular, who we know have a higher rate of failure uh, as a result of COVID than uh, majority owned businesses. And so we wanna minimize that and the work that you're doing in particular in terms of finding minority tech companies is so critical to our county's growth and connects with the broader initiative of the Cleveland Innovation Project, which is again focused on minority technology companies and entrepreneurs. All right. Thank you so much, sir. And we're going to unpack that a bit more in one moment. But first, I want to make sure our other esteemed guest gets a chance to introduce herself and what the Urban League brings to the table. And so with that, Shoshana Ducksworth, I'd like to give the floor to you. Hello, Ron. Thank you for that. Um, as Ron said, I am Shoshana Duckworth, Director of the Small Business Development Center at Urban League of Greater Cleveland. The Small Business Development Center has been here to assist our local entrepreneurs with sustaining their business. So we have done this by implementing strategic programs. Right now, a lot of webinars, but most importantly, holding their hand through the entire CARES Act process. Now, we know when CARES Act was initially rolled out, a lot of our black and brown businesses were not able to access that funding. So what we did is we partner with some of our local financial institutions where our entrepreneurs are able to come to us. We're able to put them in front of these institutions and they're submitting their applications for PPP and they're getting responses within 48 hours. So that's very important considering that most of the funding was allocated towards those larger businesses and those smaller ones were left out. So we're here to make sure that our smaller businesses are able to access that funding. With that being said, educating them around idle, making sure that they understand not only the application process, but the reconsideration process. So we're there to hold their hands, walk them through that process. Not only have we assist our entrepreneurs with sustaining, but we're there to help them start and grow as well, okay? Our community have recognized that right now is the time to develop strategic ways to supplement your income. And they have shown this by starting businesses as well. We assisted over 35 new businesses this year, this past year. So over 35 new businesses were started. We assisted over 700 clients with being able to access that CARES Act funding that they may not have been able to access before. With that being said, those same businesses infused over $7 million into their businesses, into our economy, into our economic growth. Mike, right. thank you so much, Shoshana. I'm like, so I want to start with you and ask a key question here, because a lot of people are saying, okay, we're making all these investments, we're making all the support. What does it mean for the county? What this means to, for the county's economic growth economic development. We're bringing jobs to the county. We're bringing additional businesses to the county. We're keeping our businesses here in the county. And that's what's important. We're, we're assisting with saving our businesses. We're assisting with bringing new businesses to the county. And with that comes dollars, with that comes businesses, with that comes sustainability and growth to our communities. Right. And I often think like, and I think you can probably appreciate this, 
we say, I want more in schools. I'm like, great, show me your business community because in addition to tax, the jobs, the other investments they make, that's our future. Definitely. All right, wonderful. So as a follow on here, because I know you mentioned CARES Act, I know that probably the biggest thing on everyone's mind are what's going on right now. We know we've talked about some of the existing relief that's happened, but a lot of people are wondering what other support can get them through while we're still in this uncertain COVID time. So I just want you to get the space to elaborate what other things Urban League and its partners are doing. Definitely. So we do have um, CARES Act right now put out an additional round of funding. And with this additional funding, there's the PPP, the additional funds. So if you already received PPP and you have had at least a 25% decrease in your revenue year over year or quarter over quarter, then you can apply for PPP again. You can receive a second round of PPP funding. And then if you have not applied for the first round of you or if you have not received funding initially through the initial funds of PPP, then you can still apply and get those PPP funds. Also, IDLE. You know, when IDLE first came out, when the entire CARES Act process, when the whole CARES Act came out, it was kind of, okay, they were building this ship as it was selling already, right? So things were changing. When it first came out, they said you could receive a $10,000 grant for your business. That was up under IDLE. You received the IDLE grant. And as time went on, that changed. They started running out of funding and they said, okay, well, we're going to change this now. Now what we're going to do is give $1,000 per employee. So a lot of our small businesses were only able to get $1,000 because most of them are single member LLCs, right? So now what they have done is come back and said, okay, well, if you were not able to take advantage of that full 10,000, if, you if your business is located in a low income community, we're gonna review your application and see about giving you that additional 9,000 that you didn't receive or that $8,000 grant that you didn't receive if you did not receive that full amount. But it's important for people, if you have received IDLE already, look out for those emails because that additional grant amount, SBA is emailing those entrepreneurs and letting them know, hey, we're reviewing your application to give you this additional grant amount. This is what we need from you, reach out to us. All right, perfect. So, hey, check your emails. That could be eight to $9,000 you need right now just by answering an email. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more from our friends at Jumpstart celebrating Black History Month on WOVU 95.9 FM. Hi, this is Joy Johnson, Executive Director of Burton Bell Car Development, also referred to as BBC. When you hear BBC, you may think of the British Broadcasting Company. We are actually named for three community leaders who served the Central and Kinsman neighborhoods in the past, Lonnie Burton, James Bell, and Charles V. Carr. Residents of the Central and Kinsman neighborhoods may be familiar with those names because we have the Lonnie Burton Recreation Center, we have Charles Carr Avenue in Garden Valley. We have the James Bell Pool on East 71st Street in Central. Many of our residents were alive when those three leaders served the community. Folks outside of the community sometimes think we're a law firm, a CPA, or that Burton, Bell, or Carr are people who work here and founded the organization. They were all deceased when 
Burton Bell Carr was founded in 1990, and the organization was named to honor their contributions to the neighborhoods. So now you know who we are, Burton Bell Carr Development. Welcome back to Jumpstart's Black History Month Conversations here on WOVU 95.9 FM. Let's join our friends from Jumpstart and Ron Stubblefield, our host. All right. So I want to ask our partners at the county. You know, many people are wondering what additional programs might be coming up to help us weather through the final months of the COVID-19 crisis and how that, what that means for business owners. Um, so could you like, help clarify that question for us? Because a lot of people want to know. Sure, Ron. Can you see me? Or can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. Um, the um, Shoshana was raising a, a very important point. Uh, to answer your question directly, at this time, we don't have any new programs that we have uh, developed for small business support. We just ended the... Uh, third round of small business stabilization. So across those three rounds from April, I'm sorry, from May of last year to December, uh, we, we provided $8 million of support and grants to businesses, uh, 800 minority businesses specifically that range from $2,500 to 2000. As we see what is uh, gonna be the final outcome of the various federal stimulus packages, um, we may in fact do another round of funding, but that will be done in concert with our partners, partners, Urban League, ECDI, and others. And uh, so this was a collective effort and the Small Business Resource Center we set up in the first phase of COVID really was very helpful to minority and small businesses to help them navigate how to fill out these applications, what the eligibility criteria were. And I could certainly envision uh, that being uh, stood back up again uh, in the months ahead, but we have not made a commitment at this time, waiting to see how things unfold. Right. Thank you. And I think it's important for our viewers to understand, you know, one of the things that one thing we want to make sure that are done from all our partners is make sure how do we complement what everyone's doing? Yes. This way we can make sure we're giving everybody proper support because we want to make sure we do it in a holistic way. Yes. Like, yeah, absolutely. All right, so now as we pivot from COVID, let's think world beyond COVID. One outstanding question I've heard a lot are, how, well, how's the county thinking about leveraging the Opportunity Zone program to support entrepreneurs going forward? And you alluded to that partnership was alluded to earlier in the conversation. Um, so Ted, I'd like you to elaborate a little bit more on that. Um, so we can really, because I think that's a good thing for people to know about. Sure. Opportunity Zones is a federal program that was approved in the last administration that provides new capital to uh, stressed communities. Uh, there are 64 zones across Cuyahoga County, two thirds of them in uh, the city of Cleveland, the remainder are in our inner ring suburbs. And uh, so we are marketing the program. Uh, we do have a partnership uh, to promote the benefit of Opportunity Zones. Uh, the county exec mentioned the Arctera Social Impact Fund. And so they are actively looking for minority companies to provide both debt and equity to. Uh, you have to be in one of these zones to qualify for the investment. Um, but we are hopeful that this will be a program that growing companies 
uh, that have survived and sustained themselves through COVID will take advantage of. And opportunitycle.org uh, will provide us uh, more details on the partnership, which zones and geographic tracks are eligible. All right, perfect. And would you mind repeating the website one more time? Opportunitycle.org. All right, thank you so much, sir. All right, in addition to that, we have things that go beyond opportunity zone funding. And I know there's a recent thing we called UBiz that's been buzzing around the streets and a lot of people are not quite certain. Well, what does that even mean? So Shoshana, I know it's an Urban League initiative. Could you elaborate more? Sure. So up under our um, Urban League umbrella at our Entrepreneurship Center, our UBiz has been able to launch our UBiz Venture Capital Program, which we are very excited about. We're able to provide our local entrepreneurs with funding. And this funding is a character-based funding, but it is for businesses who were able to sustain through COVID and they're looking to grow. So for our local entrepreneurs who were able to beat this battle, who were able to come through this, and maybe they're looking at, uh, they need additional inventory, or they, they're looking at a second location, or maybe they're looking for a larger space, whatever it is they're looking for to grow and scale up their business, we're there to assist them through this fund program. All right, certainly. So how does somebody connect with you if they want to learn more about the program and see if they're eligible for funding? Okay, so they can email me directly at svdcinfo at ulcleveland.org. All right, perfect. And can you repeat that one more time? Sure. svdcinfo at ulcleveland.org. All right, thank you so much. Mr. Stubblefield, excuse me, may I um, just enhance um, Shauna's comment? Absolutely. So the Urban League has been a longtime partner of the county. Uh, as the county exec mentioned, we've supported um, this program when it was a pilot in 2016 with $50,000 of a loan loss reserve. We've quadrupled our commitment to the Urban League. They are doing a terrific job. Uh, so I think the first round, Shauna can correct me, but I think there were 27 companies that received loans of various types. Uh, there were character bases she referenced and none of them have defaulted. And so we, uh, you asked about future resources. We just re-upped re for this program. So that will be an extension of that program going in through the balance of 2021. And the technical assistance that I talked about, they provide the coaching, um, the business plan development, working with other partners in terms of cross referrals, very powerful. It's going to make a real difference in terms of minority businesses being successful. And their recent pitch competition, which I was a judge for, very powerful. And maybe she can talk about some of the companies that pivoted through COVID in terms of creating new business opportunities, but also community impact. Just fantastic. So I didn't want to let the opportunity go by without recognizing Urban League's terrific work in this space. Yeah, well, thank wonderful. you very much for that, Mr. Carter. And I am going to add that, yes, the county has been a great support to initially it was we had partners with NDC to offer a loan program to our entrepreneurs. And now we have kind of strengthened that program and ventured off and did the UBS Venture Capital Program. Jumpstart has been a great partner with us in that as well, providing us with capital to make sure that we're able to continue to grow our local entrepreneurs. Um, as Mr. Carter said, we did recently have our pitch competition, which was great. We were able to give $10,000 to the first place winner, which was Decor, which is um, the 
first Black-owned furniture store within Ohio, and they're doing great. They're over on Mayfield Road. They were able to pivot their business, and um, they they're actually were able to grow their business right now, and they're doing great, and we're excited about the future that's ahead of the court. We were also able to offer those winners over $5,000 in um, pro bono services apiece. So we partner with some of our local attorneys, some of our local accountants, and they're able to offer them these services and they don't have to pay for them. Um, it was a great event. Check it out on YouTube, on our Urban League channel for the recording, and also check out those businesses who were able to participate in when we re actually had over a hundred applicants for that pitch competition. That is outstanding. And I have to have a follow-up question on that. Could, like I know you've mentioned, everybody wants to see when you did the initial pilot, what it meant for businesses then. Could you talk about some of your initial success stories with the pilot that said, we've got to go ahead and double down our investment in this program? Okay. So initially, when the program first came out, it was up under NDC. As Mr. Carter said, we had over 27 entrepreneurs who were able to take advantage of that funding. Right now, we're working with a couple of different entrepreneurs. One of them who actually just finished and received her loan is actually Glass Daycare. She's actually working on her second location and she's bringing an upscale daycare to an area where there are not many, there, there aren't many quality childcare centers over there. She's doing great right now. She actually will um, have an article coming out soon too. So that's one that we're working on right now. And she took a Blyatt building. And when I say she completely revitalized this building, she completely revitalized this building and added value to our community. No, see, I love those stories. Those stories are outstanding. You know, it's more than just businesses, it's community impact. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so, yes, sir. Sorry, this pitch competition, I'm so excited about the work that uh, Ms. Duckworth and her team are doing. But each of those businesses, uh, so I'm disappointed that my top vote getter didn't win, but there was an African-American gym that I was very excited about. But each of them that were involved, even though they were struggling themselves, also donated their time, talent, and treasure to the community. So I think in terms of the winner, if I recall correctly, they outfitted a, um, a, a private home of someone who had lost a, a close relative free of charge just to kind of help him get his family back on its feet. And so I just thought that was not only uh, having a capitalist the mindset of growing revenue and profit, but also supporting your community, even when they had challenges themselves. And that's what it'll take to rebuild this community coming out of COVID. So just terrific, terrific competition. Each of the companies did a hard pivot and uh, everyone was worthy of being the winner. No, absolutely. And I think it's important to recognize in these competitions, there were no losers. Mm -hmm. What we had was a showcase on the very best the county has to offer. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. So here's a question I, that I think comes up often. You know, as we see people see the news and they hear about what this innovation economy, and they're often going, what does that even mean? And what is it particularly, how do we as African-Americans get into it? And so I'd like to open up just a space here for just after the conversation first, what exactly is meant by the innovation economy?
Oh, uh, I guess oh. I'll take off. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please. Okay. So when I think about this innovation economy, I think about just figuring out ways to grow past everything that's going on. Okay, we have to get innovative with the with everything that's going on. We have to get innovative with the dollars. We have to get innovative with the businesses. We have to figure out a way to grow the economy past what it has been. Because if COVID has not shown us anything, it has definitely showed us the true definition of pivot. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take us to figure out ways to pivot and develop that economy where it's everything innovative involved with it. All right, great. Ted, I know you have something else that you want to add to that. No, I, I think that you, innovation is typically associated with technology innovation. And so we're in a knowledge economy and you know, there's innovation industries of the future around artificial intelligence and machine learning that people are well versed in. But I think the pitch competition for me really took it to the basics. How do you think more creatively about your market? How do you introduce new technologies, sales approaches? And so uh, you're leading our innovation and entrepreneurship efforts. So maybe you can give the audience your perspective I and mean, you have a rich background in this space. Um, so we'll flip, flip it to the, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. So when we're talking about innovation, what we're really talking about is disrupting the way people do business. Mike, that's what we're talking about. Disrupting the way people do business. So we can see how artificial intelligence comes up as most immediate disruptive. But you can see some smaller ways. For example, Airbnb, just it didn't seem like artificial intelligence. It didn't seem like fintech, but it changed the way we think about vacationing. You know, that's one example. Another example, we didn't think much just like, hey, you know, cabs, cabs, cabs. Uber just changed the way we think about how do we do delivery. Things that we take for granted, we disrupt the way we're doing business. All we're talking about is changing the way we do business. So with that, who can be an innovator? Well, everyone can be. And in COVID, everyone has to be. And so I think what we would say to uh, minority or any company listening here is think differently, reimagine your business, reimagine your customer. How can you deliver superior services? And um, that's going to be essential to growing your business, you know, just having exceptional service uh, to your customers and uh, going above and beyond. And I'm going to um, I'm going to support what Mr. Carter just said and also add in what I just said about pivoting. It's about pivoting, just figuring out strategic ways to pivot your business, making sure that you're thinking outside of that box and implementing implementing different ideas and different platforms and just connecting with other resources around you, because sometimes you may not be able to see it. You may not be able to see that idea or that way that you're able to change the direction of your business or change the way that you're able to do business. But if you partner with one of the different organizations that are out there in our ecosystem and the services that our county has to offer, then they may be able to assist you with with pulling that out, pulling those different ideas out on how to change the way you're doing business. Wonderful. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more from our friends at Jumpstart celebrating Black History Month on WOVU 95.9 FM. Hey Cleveland, 
It's time for a little black history with your girl, Pearl 2, The Lean. Did you know that before Black History Month was created, there was Negro History Week? Negro History Week was created in 1926 by American historian and educator Carter G. Woodson and the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. In 1969, black educators and students at Kent State University proposed Black History Month. Started in 1976, every U.S. president designated the month of February as Black History Month. And now you know. Stay tuned for more black history facts with your girl, Pearl 2, The Lead. Only on WOVU 95.9 FM, a Burton Bell Car community radio station. Welcome back to Jumpstart's Black History Month Conversations here on WOVU 95.9 FM. Let's join our friends from Jumpstart and Ron Stubblefield, our host. Now, as we talk about businesses pivoting, I think it's important for us to step back and say, it's one of the big county pivots in terms of how we're thinking about economic development. Let's talk about the Cleveland Innovation Project. Um, so, Ted, so I'd like to begin by simply asking um, Mr. Carter to walk us through, what is this project? Um, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't want to not be, uh, give your audience complete information, so I wasn't prepared to speak to that in detail. But in its essence, it's really uh, creating and actuating technology, innovation, and advancement uh, in certain key sectors uh, that currently don't exist. So manufacturing being one of them. And so we talk about manufacturing 4.0, taking full advantage of automation and other technologies to make manufacturing more competitive and efficient. It's talking about taking advantage of our water resources here in the county, uh, marketing them to companies across the world that uh, require water uh, for the growth of their industries. Uh, but most importantly, uh, the Cleveland Innovation Project is about developing new minority technologists and entrepreneurs and uh, something that you're leading and advancing with Jumpstart, at Jumpstart. And uh, so that's going to be the biggest uh, benefit, I think, to this economy is connecting people to technology outside of video games and really showing the power of technology in the world of commerce and small business creation and growth. All right, Shoshana, anything to add? No, I don't have anything to add. All right, great. So let's step back here going, you know, because we, we keep referring back to some of the work I'm leading. And so I think it's now up to this point, I've made it an intentional thing not to discuss that on these interviews uh, because I wanted to set the framework. But now I want to step back and go from both Shoshana's perspective and from your perspective, Ted, what's the work? Who's behind it? and what led to it. Okay, I'll kick off and then uh, give a no look pass to uh, Ms. Duckwell, who's just a terrific partner. So she was really instrumental in the stabilization fund success. And so I wanna give her a shout out and thank her for her work and, and commitment to this space. Uh, but again, I talked about the county exec mentioned that he's been focused on this from day one. And so as his administration has progressed, we become more intentional and strategic about how we engage in an impact minority small business community. And so working with Jumpstart, we saw a need for greater connectivity 
uh, to actually identify tech-oriented companies specifically, but minority small businesses uh, generally, and to have a resource that was singularly focused on this effort. And so uh, we were approached about co-investing and creating your role, um, the entrepreneurship, entrepreneur, leader in residence. And so your job, as I understand it, is to be full-time scouring the county for viable minority businesses that both jumpstart in the county through our direct investing and our partners can invest in and help make successful. And so I think you've done a terrific job in the last year you've been here connecting with um, the ecosystem partners, but also starting to identify companies. And we didn't have a resource like that prior to your role being established. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So I would like to say that I definitely agree with everything that Mr. Carter just said. Um, we also have worked together to make sure that we're able to put someone out there, which we did with you, Ron, to go through the county and make sure that we're pulling out those businesses who are able to develop some type of innovation within their business because a lot of the businesses sometimes don't recognize it. But the brains of that would be, I would say the entire ecosystem, you know, the ecosystem work together to pull this in, to develop this program with the county, with Jumpstart, with the other partners. And then our entrepreneurship center, our Red Urban League and our UBA center, Michael Obi leads our entrepreneurship center. And he has worked to, with the county Jumpstart to implement that UBA venture capital program, which as I said, we're very excited about and without his leadership, without the county amazing support, without Jumpstart support, we would not be able to do that. Right, everybody. So, Ron, yes. One, one other, excuse me, one other important element uh, that we learned over the last year through COVID, and I think that your uh, specific role is filling a gap, is that minority businesses during COVID face sometimes a lot of technological connectivity. Um, and when we looked at the uh, final awards of various grants, Ms. Duckworth and I and others were really surprised by the number of new minority businesses that showed up as awardees. And what that told us is we're doing a good job of outreach, but we need to enhance and do a better job. And it's all about relationships. And so uh, minority companies sometimes suffer from a relationship deficit in terms of access to resources, technical assistance. And that's one of the things in addition to capital that we'll be providing. Um, and that's almost the easy part, right? Once we can identify the resources, but how do you connect the technical assistance uh, that businesses need, the, the accounting, uh, the business planning, the marketing strategy, and then the relationships to the higher order levels of capital. And so that's what you're providing, uh, filling a gap in the marketplace that is so critical. Thank you for that. And so for everybody in the audience, I'm going to give you all a free plug. If you have a, if you have an idea that you think your business could be tech related, if you have say, I want to figure out how to make some tech pivot with my business. If you're thinking about something manufacturing, if you just want somebody to talk to you to figure out what your options are, reach out to me, the County and its partners, you know, the urban league jumpstart, the president's council, ECDI and the Hispanic business center. Pay me in one of my roles to be a free consultant to the community. I'm like, and you've already paid for it. It's your tax dollars at work. So reach out to me at R S T U B B L E F I E L D, R level field, 
at jumpstock.org. Um, and I will gladly, gladly sit down with you to help your business grow. All right, so as we're coming up on time here, I have, in addition to reaching out to me, in addition to reaching out to the Urban League, or in addition to reaching out to the county, what are other ways the community can get involved in supporting, you know, entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs? You know, Mr. Carter made a good point when he said that getting the word out there, you know, it's important for us to share the information. So for those entrepreneurs who are unable to hear this, for those entrepreneurs who may not be aware of the different programs that we offer over at Urban League, how we can assist you with putting together a business plan, a marketing plan, or even a feasibility study before you even start your business, or they may not understand the, the loan program that ECDI have, or what the President's Council have to offer a jumpstart, it's important for whoever's listening in to share that information. Share these different resources out there to the community. Share these different programs out there to the different entrepreneurs who may need them. Even if you think they don't need them, they may need them. So well stated. I'd add, uh, uh, Mr. Stubblefield, there's an important resource that is available to every small business in the county uh, that, sh that people should avail themselves of. And that's our Workforce Development Board. And so that uh, work is a uh, channel through which federal funds come in through something called WIOA, which is the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act that provides federal dollars to train your employees. Uh, and they also help with job placement. So as you identify hiring that your business might need, this is a resource that can help you find that right talent. And so too often we talk about the capital side of it, which is critical, no question about mm -hmm. that. But Finding skilled labor and talent is just as important. So want to uh, also provide email, any uh, small business in the county uh, that is looking for help in this area, they should contact Ida Ford at Ida, I-D-A dot Ford, F-O-R-D at J-F-S, that's Joker Fox Sun dot Ohio dot gov. I'll say it again, yes. ida.ford at jfs.ohio.gov. She's expecting your email and it is a wonderful resource that too few of our small businesses take advantage of. Usually the workforce board, people think about the mid cap to large cap companies that utilize this resource, but we need to have our small businesses take advantage of this uh, tr available training dollars. Very well stated. And if there are two additional things I can add, one, shop at your black businesses. Because you know, at the end of the day, if there are no customers, all the aid we can provide them from a county and partners mean nothing. And there are great businesses out there. Shop black, buy black, support black. You know, that's very vital. The second way of support, where you can help support is simply this. Um, Tell the state, you know, get involved, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of the, we have a lot of different partners here who say, look, we look for volunteers to work with a business. You know, um, SCORE looks for mentors. The President's Council looks for mentors. Um, if you think you can be a great service provider that can help assist a business because you have good marketing skills, you have good accounting skills, you have good other training skills, 
connect with Shoshana because the Urban League is looking for partners. And if the Urban League can't necessarily utilize your services, many of their partner organizations probably could. Take advantage, please get involved because it takes a community to build up entrepreneurs. And we need everybody in the county to be part of that solution to help advance black entrepreneurship. And with that, any final words from our esteemed guests? Uh, thank you for doing this and giving us an opportunity to speak to this community directly. Uh, we don't often get a chance to reach uh, this community uh, en masse. I just say, have a word of encouragement. I know it's hard out here uh, in the middle of COVID, but we can all get through this together. And this is the opportunity for uh, minority businesses to just shine and create a new tomorrow. And uh, so very, and I, I really saw it in the pitch competition the enthusiasm of these businesses, their commitment to themselves, their communities, and to earning some extra dollars, which never hurt. So <laughs> I'm optimistic about the future despite everything that's going on. So thank you very much. Um, thank you, sir. Yes, Ron. So um, yes, thank you for having us. And also thank you for all the hard work that you are doing out there, you know, bringing innovation to our communities and to our businesses. Thank you for that. Um, and as Mr. Carter said, don't go at it alone. You know, you have resources available for you. You have us here to work as your partner to go through that world with you because entrepreneurship is a lonely road and we're here so that you don't have to travel it alone. So reach out, take advantage of the programs and the resources that are available for you. All right. Thank you so much. And my final word of wisdom is this. It's easy to talk about when we talk about crises and talk about the negative. And it's understandable why we talk about the negative. You know, people can lose jobs. People have a hard time getting funding. You're trying to wonder how uncertainty and when this is gonna end. But the advice I'll give everyone is this, where there's crisis, there's also opportunity. And that opportunity can be game-changing for yourself, for your families, for your employees, and for the communities that we all call home. And if you need any help to figure out what's the right opportunity for you, there's a village of amazing people who will gladly sit down, help you figure it out, connect you with the resources and assistance needed to take advantage of it, and then be your biggest cheerleaders. You know, as you become the success, we need you to be. And with that, I wanna thank everybody for their time today. Thank you, our guests, for their insights. And thank you to Jay and TC and the rest of the crew at WOVU. Thank you and good evening. Thank you as well to our friends at Jumpstart for helping us celebrate Black History Month. Check out what Jumpstart has to offer entrepreneurs here in Cleveland by visiting them online at jumpstart.org slash WOVU or call 216-363-3400. Be sure to tune in to Jumpstart Fridays every week at 10 a.m. right here on WOVU 95.9 FM, Burton Bell Car Community Radio.